Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Visit 21st Amendment Tavern. Located in the Germantown neighborhood at the corner of Burnett and Shelby. 21st Amendment Tavern has great drinks and amazing food from head chef Andrea Estes. Also at the tavern, the Metal Forge Live is featured with doors at 9 and shows at 10 and just 5 bucks. Head on out to 21st Amendment Tavern. to the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and I'm going to be pounding out the best regional metal for you tonight. If you're new to this show, pick up your hammer and get down with some of these featured guests. Got any questions or comments? Send them to MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson. Holy shit. It is time to flip the switch. Those will be my guests today. We met at 21st Amendment Tavern to record the interview. And yeah, you're going to hear some background noise and stuff like that. But I think that makes it a little bit more real. Before I get into all of that and play a couple of songs of theirs on the show, I've been working on the Battle Jacket. Started a new one. That's pretty cool. Got a new uh, Zappa for President patch that I'm looking at right now to put on the the black one. The black jacket that I'm going to start. You know, black for formal wear, right? Yeah. Yeah. In that amount of time, you know, I've digitized a lot of albums that I've that I've just let been building up. You know, some older albums. The new Ozzy album is on on that list as well. I haven't listened to it in its entirety yet. I've only got about forty percent of the way through. But next week, I plan on doing a little little uh, review with that on the the Stonecutters episode, which they will be coming up next. And to let everybody know who will be showing up here in the future will be. Stonecutters on 3.6, Majutsu on 3.13, Wild Ride on 3.20, and on 3.27, I'm hoping Lady Beast will be able to do their interview. We'll go into April and be like, wow, it just keeps getting better and better. I do want to thank the Patreon supporters again, Mick Warner, Ryan Tomes, Sean Tyler, Evan Walsh, and uh, Eric from Misanthropic Records. Thank you guys for so so much letting the show thrive. You know, I also want to thank the commercial supporters as well, like Tattoo Charlie's and 21st Amendment Tavern. Because without you guys, you know, the show really doesn't happen. It, it does take, you know, new equipment and stuff like that, new uh, better headphones, better soundboard. It's really awesome to see how many people want the show to succeed. And and I don't care about dollars and cents or nothing like that. It helps, yeah. But, you know, I really enjoy seeing how many people listen and how many people comment and all the new Facebook likes and everything. Because over the last month, there's been about 800 new likes on the page. And that is fucking killer. And keep it going, keep it growing. And if you keep 
making the page grow, and we're going to keep getting better and better people, along with uh, new ticket giveaways and stuff like that. Like, I have tickets to Ohm at uh, Headliners, tickets to Jeff Tate that I'm going to be giving away. I have tickets to Black Label Society and Obituary. I have tickets to In This Moment at Palace Theater that I will be giving away before too long. Tune into the Facebook page, tune into the episodes, and you might just find yourself a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right, so before we get into the interview, this is going to be Shoot Me Dead by Flip the Switch from the 2017 EP release of Any Last Words.
sitting here at 21st Amendment Tavern with Flip the Switch. How are y'all doing? Good, right. man. Pretty good. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Uh, why don't we go around the table here and introduce ourselves. Wherever y'all want to start, it's fine. I'll, I'll start. Uh, my name's Corey. I play guitar and uh, do vocals. My name's Cody. I play guitar. My name's Trent. I'm the front man. I do vocals. I'm Sean. I play drums. My name's Caitlin. I play bass. Awesome. Tell everybody out there about Flip the Switch. Well, we started as a five-piece band in August of 2016. We've had numerous uh, member changes uh, in that time. I feel like this is our most solid lineup that we've had over the, over the years. Okay. Now, have you all put anything out? Uh, I know you all got some things like out there, but do you have an actual album out? I mean, tell, tell us about that. Tell us about what you've got recorded. We've got one EP out. It's six songs called Any Last Words. We recorded that in 2017 with uh, Everest Studios in Salem, Indiana. Uh, we are working on a brand new EP right now. We're hoping to have it out this spring. Can't really say too much about it just yet because we're, we're still trying to get pieces together and we want it to be somewhat of a surprise when it comes out. What would you say that it would consist of? Your closest influences would be that bleed over into your music. We, we, That's a new question. Us, yeah. Uh, so you all, didn't even get that one in the, in the questionnaire. No, well, like well, I said. What's the short answer? Dollar store, ice nine kills? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everybody everybody brings something different to the table in this band. With that being said, I think each member has uh, their own set of uh, bands or influencers that they bring to the table as well. For me, ice nine kills is definitely one of them, many. But I feel like if you go around the table and ask the biggest influencers are to make Flip the Switch what it is, everyone's going to have something different, and I think that's what makes this band so unique, is that we bring a bunch of different styles to the table, and then we kind of mesh them all together and make it one thing. Right, so many different elements. So how do you all get together to write? Does somebody come in with a, a base idea? Do you all go from there? Do you all just hammer it out in the room? Does it all come that day? It really, it really depends. Yeah, we've had a mix of everything. Sometimes we bring riffs or fills, you know, to the table, or something individually somebody wrote or sometimes we'll just have some improv some will pop up and it just becomes a work of art you know you're like that's a damn good idea and yep. expand on it it's mm -hmm. happened a few times i could dig that but what inspires your music do you have a set theme uh, not not really i mean it's just we you know we like cody was saying we start with like a base base idea you know it could be a riff a fill or whatever and then we just kind of let the song speak for itself like what could this you know we kind of go down that rabbit hole you know when we when we start writing it like what could this be about what's something that you know means a lot to us and you know expand on it from there we don't really write ourselves into a corner you know because it could could be just just about anything we want we want to write about so we want to keep it very open-ended and you know let the music speak for itself lyrically there's not a one set idea that you want to try to convey or anything like that either Sometimes, sometimes there is. It's just it really depends on what what the vocalist wants to do lyrically. Sometimes it'll be you know, like I, I want to write a song about this, or you know, cover these themes, and then we kind of kind of go with it. But or they'll hear the the demo that we that we write the instrumental demo, and then you know they kind of write around that like what they're what they're feeling in that moment. Do you listen to yourselves musically? Yeah, I do. Yeah, like more than just a critique factor. I, I do. For, I've got for, it in, for my, in my shuffle. Sometimes it comes on. I'll skip it. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. You know, and it's, I think you've got to be a fan of yourself at some point. That's important. Uh, and it's not necessarily an ego thing as much as it is, or even a critique thing. It's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that like, 
Do you write and play what you want to listen to? Usually, um, like the last project I was in, a lot of like the newer stuff before I actually left the band, I had a hand in writing they put that I co-wrote it on the album, but the EP I was actually sat in a room with the guitarist and wrote while I was still in high school. Um, I'd like to go back and listen to it sometimes just to show how like musically inclined that I've gotten since that point and how much I've improved and use that as not necessarily a critique, but just like a milestone for me. Right. Knowing that so I've, I've come from here to got to here, artist. yeah, just um, inspiration really. Like going back and listening to older stuff, you can always take elements from old and bring it to the new or anything like that. Really, you said 2016 is when you had come out. 20, yeah, in 2016. You recorded the EP in 2017, mm-hmm. um, and I know Caitlin in previous bands has played in a lot of places. Do you all have a favorite place you like to play? Like favorite club, favorite uh, favorite club, favorite city. Yeah, if you played outside of the Louisville area, and you can individually answer that if you'd like. Sean's exactly right. When the the our favorite local place, unfortunately, is closed down, the Tiger Room, right. uh, Preston. But I've always had a good time playing in Indianapolis when we when we would go up there. We had two shows up there that they welcomed us with open arms, and they were very good shows. So I like I like playing in Indianapolis. I'd probably have to say the Tiger Room, too. That was definitely my favorite local. Uh, non-local that I ever got to play when I did touring stuff with, like, my old band was the Grove Theater in Nashville, or Knoxville. It was pretty good. They did, like, a little fest with some of the local bands there, and we were the out-of-town band. And it was a really, really good turnout for what it was. And the uh, guy that did the venue and stuff like that, he was actually playing in a band that was on there. They were super good dudes and it was a lifetime connection I still talk to them they're good guys um, it was probably the most brutal show that I've ever experienced in my life because it was an actual like music theater so there was a huge stage and there were seats that they had to disconnect from the floor and a guy got into a mosh pit and broke a girl's eye socket and then he broke his leg in the same in the in during like the same pit oh my god so it was pretty crazy we they called like the EMTs and stuff called an ambulance and they took the dude out on a stretcher but he was drinking hit that girl broke her eye socket and got pushed down at some point and then broke his leg Ooh. so it was a pretty, pretty fun good. show it was brutal yeah. it's it was not, brutal. not too fun pretty for them yeah. you know that reminds me of a place I played in Indy that that was a theater situation and the floor was a slanted talk about the Emerson yep, yep that's it Yep. and it, it's murder if you're watching seven or eight bands in that place that place is opening up again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They're shutting down Citadel, and the Citadel owners are taking over Emerson. They're going under like some new ownership and stuff, and opening it back up. That'd be pretty. Good. Renovations to the floor and the stage and everything. Caitlin, anything for you? Louisville is definitely the Tiger Room, um, but favorite place to play, I'd have to say Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati a lot. Uh, Thompson House, especially playing both the Parlor and then the Tommy Gun Theater. They you know, had great turnouts both times. Um, that and just the scene out there is a little bit different. They're more hardcore oriented, but they've always welcomed, you know, bands like ours, more metalcore based, you know, with open arms. Right, right. So what is your greatest accomplishment musically? Could it be band related or individual? Um, well, for band, we went on our first tour last summer. We went out for a week, and uh, so we hit... Where where we go? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Lexington, and then Tennessee, West Virginia, 
Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and then back to Louisville. Not necessarily in that order. So I, I felt like that was a uh, huge accomplishment for us, you know, finally getting out on the road and playing places we weren't, you know, familiar with. I mean, some familiar, some not so much. But I'm always, I'm always, I always look back on, on that whole week and uh, feel very proud that we were able to do that. Absolutely. And to look forward to doing it again. I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah. We're that's definitely the fun part of playing music is, you know. Going out on the road and sleeping in the in the van, right? <laughs> I don't think we actually ever slept in the van when we were out on the road. We yeah, act, we yeah. had a lot of friends that opened up their houses to us, and we we're very grateful for that. So, That's but awesome. yeah, we are looking forward to getting back out on the road and touring. Anybody else have the greatest accomplishment that they'd like to share? Uh, mine was probably playing with. Dayseeker at the Tiger Room. They come through on a tour with Palisades, and uh, we were the only local band that wanted like asked to play. So we were the only ones on. It was a three-band show. Nice. Or I think it was a four-band. They uh, it was a package of Palisades, Dayseeker, and Savage Hands, and we were the only local around the air that really asked to play. And so the promoter gave us the the show. It was just like you know, sell some tickets if you can. We sold almost all of ours. It was a pretty good show. Uh, it was. An accomplishment, probably the best one for me, just because I, I really like Dayseeker. They're very influential and inspirational to me. They were really cool guys. Um, their vocalist is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life, and their music is just—it's great. And all on all, all ends. There's not an album by them that I don't like that I can't not listen to. It's great. I love them. Good deal. If you could have written a song or album from somebody else, what would it be? That's probably a, a broad question that's not necessarily a band thing that is more of an individual thing, I'm sure. But John, so, you got one? Individually, I would have finished what Rose Funeral started. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Man. That's harsh. Roast, roasted. Rip. That's it for me, though. <laughs> that's a thinker. That's, yeah, that was a tough one. Probably the Was that one of the questions you couldn't come up with an answer yeah, to? Yeah, because I had like ten answers. <laughs> right. Uh, so if I were like write an album, you mean like write with, or like if you were the one that wrote this album? Like would you yeah, like if you were, you know, if you were a part of the band that wrote it, what would it be? Oh my lord. Any of peripheries and stuff. Sean's going to be public enemy number one after <laughs> this interview yeah. comes out. <laughs> I'll tag everybody that he mentions. <laughs> <laughs> At Rose Funeral. Charles Coswell is a beast, but damn. I'll take uh, Me, Deadweight by Wage War, more than likely. That's a really, really good album. They're honestly my favorite band, 100%. I found them when they dropped their first album, Blueprints, and from then they've had me hooked. Their newer album, is it's got good parts, but it's got parts, of course. I mean, not everybody's going to like it, but I still support them, 100%. Uh, Deadweight, though, was definitely their most... It's their heavy, the most heavy they've written lyrically and musically, 100%. And it was just super, it was very influential for me. They they did, a, I know Blueprints was a lot of like, um, they had some songs in there when they were their old band before they did a name change and became signed. And then Deadweight was all new material. And they, a lot of the songs on that album really hit home because they covered a lot of like really hard to talk about topics. And it was, it was really good. If I would have been a part of that, it would have been great. Absolutely. Um, I would have loved to have been in the studio writing a 
portion of just maybe one song of uh, the Silver Screen by Ice Nine Kills. I would love to hear, you know, some of the thought process that went into that that album and some of the producers that that band got to work with. Um, probably one of my favorite albums in was it 2019 that came out or 2018? 2019. 2019. I think so. Um, but I've always admired. Uh, Spencer Charnas and what he brings to the table as a vocalist and a musician. So I would have loved to uh, work with him, you know, with some of some of their material, just and pick his brain a little bit. Dig that, absolutely. I've narrowed it down to three. <laughs> to three. <laughs> yeah. To three. Oh God, it's loaded question. Probably uh, and a heartache. I kill switch engage. One of my favorite albums of all time that you know helped me delve further into playing music. Um, August Burns Red Messengers. One of my top ten. And then probably Awaken the Dreamers by All Shall Perish because that album got me through one of the darkest points of my life and like it just it would have been great to know work with them and right. be part of that. The, you know? the connection with it. Yeah. I can, I can relate to that and dig that as well. Did you answer anything? Oh, also, yeah, yeah. same periphery. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. that band just has so many different members that bring so many different styles to it. And it's crazy when you look at any of their albums and it's just some of their songs are just completely different from, you know, each other. It's crazy how such different musicians can come together and make such great but you hate dance, Kevin dance. That's too breakneck. I'm not going to comment on that. I'm not making enemies tonight. <laughs> so, if there is a concert from history that you would like to have played, what would it be? Oh, uh, what was that one that the Queen played? Uh, was it uh, Wembley? Uh, like Live Aid? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been cool. Don't lie. You want to open up for Nickelback? <laughs> I would love to open up for Nickelback. You know, somebody <laughs> said we're going to the Yeah, I am going to see Nickelback. Woodstock would be cool, too. I was going to say Woodstock 94, that giant-ass mud fight that they had. Yeah, that one was actually a good one. 99 is where they burned down I, I was about to ask that. I was about to ask that. What's that? That's the reason why they said it, because of Fred Durst. Yeah, it is insane. Oh, my God, man. They set fire to all kinds of shit. Tore off the stage and everything. It's too obvious of an answer, though, you know? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is Chili Peppers were involved in that, too, and, like, didn't catch any of the shit over it. It was all Limp Bizkit that did it, so. They did it all for the nookie. Yes. <laughs> and they, they broke stuff. It, it was just one of those days. <laughs> it's just one of those days where you got to break stuff. Um, for me, probably Warp Tour would have yeah, been something I would have loved to have been a part of, all of it. Just not a particular. That was probably my thoughts, too. Been old enough to like be able to possibly do every year because every year brought something different, and you had a lot of newer bands. I know some of the most recent years since 2010, they've had a lot of bands you wouldn't normally see, you know, join that festival. Be on there like Whitechapel was really, oh, really man. one of those mm-hmm. surprising things to me to look at the lineup and go through all of it and see, you know, bands that would be common on it, and then go down the list and see Whitechapel. I just I thought that was really cool. 
Hey, but then it just branched out. Like the next yeah. year after that, they had started having like Chelsea Grin. You the know, first year like, I went. The reason I went the first year was for Waka Flocka, <laughs> and it was the best time I've ever had <laughs> in my life. That's why you went to Warp Tour. The first one I went to, yeah, that's why. Because oh, I, so I didn't really like listen to the kind of music back then that Warp was associated with, and a lot of the bands. I just went, and it was fun. It got me into listening to that music, but I mostly went to see Waka Flocka, <laughs> which was great. Um, either Warp Tour or Download Festival in Germany. They always have a lot of, like, the bands that are super, inf- super influential to me, and it would have been nice to, you know, tour overseas, just being in another country and meeting all the people, seeing all the sites, and playing with all those bands and seeing all those bands play. It would have been a really good time for me. You have anything you add on this one? Yeah, I'm out on this one. This is like any show. It's fine. Right. I did any. I did any show out for me. I'll try on that one. Warped Tour would be cool. Case yeah. of Chaos would have been something too. Back in the day, like 2004. Like he used and like a trade on the same bill. Uh-huh. That would be tight. You know, I, I like asking that question because like there's so many different answers that people get. You know, and, and some of them, yeah. Are, are ridiculous, like the the, the, the Woodstock '99 <laughs> shit. But yeah, I mean, because then a lot of these have video out, and you can also research and say, you know, look at the videos and sit there and be like, that really was a badass show. So that's pretty cool. So, what are your interests outside of music? I run a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I exercise a lot. Uh, helps helps me clear my head. And me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've also realized rec- you know recently I I get most of my inspiration you know when I'm out ex- when I'm out exercising like I'll think of you know lyrics for songs or maybe I'll think of a riff for a song so I I get like the most inspiration when I'm in that mindset and you know, out and doing something more so than just, you know, picking up my guitar and, and playing. It's, it's really weird how, how that works. It's surprising because it's not the first time I've heard that. There's been one other person who's told me that that happens. Really? So, yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, I do a lot of music, but outside of that, play games, play video games. I'm learning to skateboard, so that's weird. <laughs> at at 22. Here. Don't break your ankles. Right. For real. Catch myself in my hands and break my hands. <laughs> no more guitar. No. I mean, yeah, I got that. I used to be into parkour, but like as a poser, so. <laughs> so that was one of the things I used to be into. <laughs> um, video games. A lot of video games. Um, Outside of music, even though it has to do with music, I like to go to shows that I don't play, to hang out with friends and see people I know. Um, And Magic the Gathering. A lot of magic. (laughs) A shit ton of magic. Do you have a particular place you play? Uh, Well, I work at the Holiday Inn in Chevyville, and we used to play there when I first started working there, and then we got new owners, and they found out we were playing in the lobby, and they banned it completely. (laughs) So we, uh, the apartment I live in now, me and my roommate kind of like made a space in the living room. So what we do is we push the ottoman out of the way, and we have a pop-up table. We have a bunch of like chairs we got from a church that we're just giving them away, and we just sit down and have big-ass hangouts of all our friends playing Magic in our living room. 
and we Swiss just moved the, tournaments. Yeah, we just moved the <laughs> couches back, push the ottoman out of the way, set the table up, and go at it. And we're wow. doing it for six, seven hours at a time. Awesome. We're all off. Um, that and hanging out with friends and family. Okay. That's about it. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Oh yeah, fine. Um, I just play drums. That's all I do in my spare time, other than. Try to work on cars sometimes. Oh, no, you're watching, uh-uh, the, watching uh-uh. the football game. Man. Football <laughs> oh, yeah. game replay. Oh, he meant yeah. to say Rocket League. Yeah. Oh, yeah, play Rocket League. <laughs> He's the world champion. <laughs> if you don't suck at comps, hit me up because what I play with is fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Including you! Yeah, I know. I'm terrible. Trent I like playing Call of Duty, uh, but I don't I like Rocket yeah. what's, that, what's that gamer tag, boy? Oh, I ain't telling y'all that. Y'all gotta. Y'all gotta, <laughs> y'all gotta y'all we already know. They, they don't. How are they gonna add you, man? Watch the. No. You okay. should post stream right. sometime. Uh, what do I do? Kaitlyn, it's your turn. I'm trying to think what I do in my spare time. I usually just sit at my apartment. I hang out with my dog. Bye, Funko. You pops. like beef jerky? I like beef jerky. I, <laughs> I like Funko Pops. I go on Pop Halls all the time. And then um, play Dungeons and Dragons. You know, stuff like that. The, all of the things bass players do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I play D&D too. It's okay. So what are some of the craziest or most offensive working titles you've ever had for a song? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, no. And and please, and please, if the song is recorded, give us the name of the song. (laughs) This wasn't, this wasn't, this was like pre-flip. Me oh, and yeah. Trent and Cody were jamming. Oh, this was before Cody was in the band. <laughs> this motherfucker, Trent, he says, Oh man, I'm scared of doing it in a restaurant. Nah, yeah, this this motherfucker was just like, You're in a ball. I've got a reptile dysfunction. And he's talking about his dick. No, 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 no. Screaming. No, no. You gotta oh, get the rhyme so out there because you gotta give that. You do that, it. That do beautiful. It, do it. That, <laughs> oh my god. It was erectile dysfunction, a penis malfunction. But it was perfect because we played it. Like, dead up, it was perfect improv, like, this really heavy, hardcore-style shit. The, so, the, the title of the oh song my was My Dick Don't Work. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it was. We never made anything out of it. But no, we should have. My first project. Let us know if we should make it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. I feel bad for all that's, these people who are awesome. drinking. They're <laughs> <laughs> just trying to enjoy their night, and then, my dick don't work. <laughs> My first project we were in, we would um, we'd have to not necessarily hide the songs from ourselves, but some of them we weren't we didn't have the titles yet. We were just working out lyrics and instrumentals. We didn't have anything to really save them. So uh, one of them actually, uh, what the song is known as now, and you guys might not know this, uh, the previous band I was in, you won't feel a thing. They just did a name change, but you can still find the EP on everything. Um, was the working title of it um, after it was released uh, was Noose. And it's it's just a really deep song our vocalist wrote. Uh, what it was named before, so we remember what file to get into to open it up was uh, "fuck shit pussycock." <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> just in case you forgot. You yeah. Know. Just in case. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, you write lyrics to that. <laughs> we didn't oh, have man. anything else to save it, so Sean was just like, "All right, what what should I save this as?" And he was just sitting there, and he was like, "All right, I got it." Put out a cigarette, <laughs> fuck, shit, pussy, cock. What was that one song, Where As I Lay Dying Now, or whatever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a... We wrote it, we're writing a song right now that's very much as, sounding like As I Lay Dying, and uh, I didn't know what to 
what to call it. So I just said, "Well, we're as I lay dying now," and that's what that's what the pre-pro song became. became. Ooh, <laughs> oh, Tell uh, them our idea about name it Roid Rage or some shit. We had one. Uh, Freddie No Fuzz. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> the song was called. Well, it's out now as a single with friends like these. That's our our most recent single. But it was called uh, Freddie No Fucks, in <laughs> pay, paying homage to our late guitar player Freddie Duffy because he uh, had the idea for the song, and that's what our previous vocalist decided to call the free pro. And so, then he chopped off his finger. Wait, what? That was way before he joined the band. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, it, it it grew back since then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? I think it is. Yeah, he's reptilian. <laughs> or amphibious. I can't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Scales. Do you have a favorite food? Oh. Mexican food. Just all of it? Free food. That's your favorite food? Yes. That's fair. All, all Mexican food. All of it at one time. Yes. Chinese or cheeseburgers? That's... Right. That Fair. needs to be an album title, I think. Chinese or, or free pro song, or it should never be, or free pro song. If you haven't gone to Whataburger, you gotta go. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. No, you. Well, I have. <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah, there's none around here, unfortunately. It's bullshit. So, if, if you're in uh, no, Southwest, you. you know, Texas, go to Whataburger. Close to five hours away. Where? Uh, what was that? Is that Memphis? Yeah. Me being the basic white bitch that I am, I like Chipotle. <laughs> nice. Oh, you like the Eco Rs? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't got it yet. Oh man, the BWB Mexican. That's, that's what it is. I can enjoy a good Kit Kat bar. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking weird. <laughs> Periphery skating and Kit Kat bars. Oh my god. My life. Good job, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ruined the interview. Uh, so, on the other side of that, do you have a favorite alcohol? Ooh. Oh, I fucking love bourbon. And Any particular? I'm, I'm a big fan of Four Roses right now. Fucking love oh, it. Man. That's all I drink right around now, past couple years. Year That's two. all I drink right now. That's such like, a fucking lie. I drink <laughs> all kinds of bourbon. Seven, yeah. yeah, actually, we're at. But the know, stuff that you I remember drinking and liking. <laughs> yeah. I'm allergic to alcohol. Really? Yeah. I That's why you know. That's why. You but you, but enough. you do it anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one beer gets me blackout drunk. Just so y'all, if you ever see me at a show and I'm blackout drunk, I probably had like one beer. That's that. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink tequila. Oh. Well, you did say Mexican yeah. food, so. <laughs> well, I sometimes I do enjoy me some vodka. Excuse me. That's, that's I did, no, say. nobody enjoys some vodka. Oh, I do. <laughs> I, I, I prefer I vodka. Oh, my goodness. I mean, wow. Ain't about it. This is Kentucky. It is bourbon country. I mean, that's right. I'm not from Kentucky, so. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> true. I have your fucking vodka. Fucking weirdo. Jesus. Four roses or Coors Light. Whoa. Four not in like together. Not but together. Do not mix them. Either four roses not or do not mix. Like, You're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> I like wine too. Wine's good. Red wine. You. Yeah. 
Good fucking mint. Four dollars a bottle. Hey. Lemon Moscato is good too. White mm-hmm. wine, red wine, lemon Moscato. Yeah. Good. Good, good. Do you have a favorite film? Ooh, shit. I got four of them. <laughs> I used to be so into movies, like you'd have to break it up by genre. I always, first thing I think of is usually like 30 Days of Night. I don't know why, but that movie stuck with me, and I fucking love that movie. That is a crazy-ass horror movie. <clears throat> Jesus. Uh, it's not a film, but I've seen The Office like 300 times all the way <laughs> Wow. I love The Office. That works. I mean, it's still viewable content. It's, it's still Parks, Parks and Rec is second next. No so, I mean, Parks and, Parks and Rec is basically the office outside. That's that's a hard question because I'm a huge horror movie buff, but if I had to pick one, God, probably Evil Dead 2. All time favorite. I could, I could buy that. That's for sure. I mean, I was thinking you're like a horror movie buff, like saying like Boyo Omega or something, you know, like, or something, you know, something Argento or yeah. Italian horror, you know, where you have to go to court to prove that it's actually fake. Oh, yes. <laughs> Camel Holocaust. That's a good one. Yeah. That's up there. But, like. Evil Dead too. I can, yeah, yeah I can dig that. Because it, you know, it's, I think it's the real introduction of Bruce Campbell. Yes. And even though, you know, one was before that, but. Like, Nowhere near as good. What is it? It's like a reboot, but without really being a reboot. I can't remember it's how they a reboot. It. Yeah, a reboot. That, it's, a re- it's a rebooted sequel. Yeah. Wow. Because, and, you know, I was watching a director's commentary on that, and Sam Raimi said, well, it's kind of, it's a sequel because Ash is the only one that's dumb enough to go back for a second time. Yeah. <laughs> After everything that happened the first time he was there, he was the only one dumb enough to go back. So... The TV show they made about it was pretty funny. Oh, I oh, fucking love yeah, the TV versus Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually own a piece of the cabin from Evil Dead too. Really? Yes. That's, I went, that's killer. I went to Horror Hound uh, September a couple years ago, and they had it for like twenty bucks a square. I was like, I have to have that. Are you gonna have Bruce sign it? No, but I did get a picture with him though. Nice. That was dope. Okay. You said you have four. Yeah. Okay. It's either uh, either one of the Jurassic Park movies. Well, one, any of them. Of them. one of them. One of them. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite, <laughs> I like three. Shit. Yeah, three's three. probably my favorite. Or yeah. Lost World because I love Jeff Goldblum. No. Uh, I like Kingdom. I like the Lost Fallen World. Kingdom, that's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. I like the Lost World because Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you know what? That he's great. I'm really excited. The new one they're about to put out. It's gonna bring back the original cast, like Doctor Ellie, Doctor uh, Doctor Allen, and Jeff Goldblum's Doctor Malcolm are coming back, which is gonna be great. Um, Twister, uh, Nader's. Got <laughs> you guys should have known that. Um, Unbelievable. Power, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie from nineteen ninety-six with Apocalypse in it. With the nineteen ninety-six or yeah or Toy Story, one right. of those four. You know, I had a really weird scenario happen. I, I've never owned Twister ever. And I was walking through a Walmart and I bought Twister and The Shining. And I, you know, I, I watched The Shining and I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then I, so, you know, it's like a snow day like a year ago. And then I put in Twister after it. And I was like, 
holy fucking shit. They're watching The Shining in the drive-in. And I was like, <laughs> I just watched The Shining right before. And I was like, wow. It was like it's calling to me, you know. So, it's The Shining. Yeah. yeah I, I love The Shining, too. That's another one of my favorites, like Stanley Kubrick. Do you like the new... Or have you seen Doctor Sleep? I haven't seen it I did. Yeah, I it want, was really I've heard good. it's really good. I wanted to read the book first, but I'm it's one of those uh, those slow burn movies where it there's a lot of you know backstory and it's hard. Yeah, I think the the original Shining book too. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. but I mean, once it gets going, it's really good. I think it does the original justice pretty well. Nice. So what about you? What do you have? Is it? I know you run a, a lot, <laughs> so. Um, um, yeah. So, Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I do like I do like dick. Forrest Gump. That was me being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a great movie. But um, one of my favorite franchises is uh, the Saw franchise, specifically uh, one, two, and three. After that, it got a little eh, for me, a little convoluted and a little. But uh, the first three, and actually, especially Saw Two, the twist at the end—I won't spoil it for anybody that hadn't seen it. It's only been out for—it's only been out for twenty years. I don't know. Too soon. Too soon. But yeah, the twist really, really got to me, and it got me thinking a lot, you know, about, you know, Jigsaw's mindset a little bit, like his philosophy on life, you know, the whole natural selection thing. I mean, not that I'm—I'm admired or anything (laughs) like that, but. It, it was. It's a very interesting, uh, you know, mindset. You know, and it kind of teaches a hard lesson about you know, you know, taking, not taking your life for granted and enjoying, you know, every every moment that you have on this earth. And um, another one of my favorites would be uh, uh, Fight Club. We're not going to talk about that. What's that? We're not going to talk about that. Well, number one. No, we're yes, not. Sir. No, we're not. You're right. No. I saw another one. <laughs> what is it? Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is back country, isn't it? I love, I love the part Just where like, like bourbon country. This is back country too. <laughs> for me, the best scene in that movie was when Alicia Del Toro was like in the bathtub freaking out trying to get some acid. Just like there was a great one at him. He used to start screaming. That's like the best part in the movie. Uh, another music question. And this is also, real, I always ask this around the film time. Um, I know Caitlin's probably seen this. I don't know if any of you all have. Uh, you said you're 22, right? And <laughs> I don't mean anything. Uh, have Come you on. ever seen This is Spinal Tap? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, did, I, didn't, I wasn't really sure about that, that before, but they yeah, did Did that. they clue you in? Yeah, they yeah. clued me in. So <laughs> does, do you as a band or individually have any Spinal Tap moments? You want to share, and I always I had to preface that question for younger people because they're like, "What's Spinal Tap?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, I didn't, I, I feel so have, fucking old." We, we did our research before coming here. I did not know did not know about that incident. <laughs> do you do you have any though? Me personally, not me. No, probably as a band, maybe. I'm trying to think what would be considered. I mean, we've we've had some. <clears throat> Things go wrong in certain shows, but I don't, I don't know. You if feel it, like it's gonna be like, yeah, I mean, it, but it wasn't really like a spinal tap moment where it just, you know, like shit hit the fan where I you mean, did something stupid and yeah, you looked stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- yeah, 
Nobody fall off stage, nothing. See, that's what I asked. I've no, I've, I know people that have fallen off stage. <laughs> oh, I've, done, I've um, forgot to take my glasses off and just went whoop. Shit. Walked right off? No, like they flew off. Oh, I was like, oh, off. God, either I'm going to step on them or Michael's going to step on them. Oh, yeah, too. Yeah, I know, my only I, pair. Yeah, somebody fell off. I know somebody that fell off stage and broke their headstock of their guitar. That was. Oh. would have been a bad night. I, I would have been devastated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I played a show a few years back in my first band when I played drums, and I broke my double kick pedal, and I had to use one for the rest of the show. Mm. I just had to, I could only no use one No other drummer that didn't had one there? Nope. It was right in the middle of the set, so oh. I didn't want to be like, I need drum pedals! <laughs> I was just like, well, one footing it up. I didn't want to have to start over and prolong the show even more. We had a limited set Dude, of time. that literally so. happened at Spinelli's on our tour. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Michael will, like, try to do, like, a jump off my bass drum and, like, totally fucked it all up. I was over there, goddamn, doing everything with one foot. Oh. felt like my ankle was going to break. I played Tiger Room one night and my wireless cut out about, mm, oh, a minute and a half in the first song. I was sitting there, I was like, and we got a battery. <laughs> I don't know what it was, speaking of wireless, but, like, every time we played Indianapolis, my wireless would go haywire. Like I'm not sure if there was if there's like an airport nearby the venue we played at, Probably. but I would get this insane amount of feedback, and I, and it's, it's the three times we played Indianapolis three times and every and two di- and two different venues, and it's happened every time. I have, I have no idea what that's about, but wow. which is very much a Spinal Tap moment, by the way, uh-huh. because that does happen in there too mm-hmm. with the. Uh, Air traffic controller coming through the through the marshal. Yeah. <laughs> he throws his guitar on the ground and walks off. And do you have a guilty pleasure? White claws. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely yours. No, I'm glad a, you that's own not that. A guilty pleasure. Yes, yes, you were they 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 <laughs> shame they shame me so much it's become one. Oh, oh it's a guilty pleasure. You're such a basic white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I can't, I can't think. I don't know. The music of Cher. What actually? <laughs> wow. Well, add on to that list. Throw on Nickelback, I guess. What? For you. Yeah, that too. Cher and Nickelback. You know, I can Seriously? share you with yeah. that. I can share that with you because I, I started growing up with Nickelback. So I love Nickelback. I did too. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I love Nickelback. I'm you not have a favorite patch here? Oh, wait. It's right here. <laughs> Fuck you, Patch. I love them. I'm excited. My girlfriend, uh, one of her friends, bought four tickets and she gave two of them to her and was just like, "Hey, you want to go see Nickelback?" I was like, "Yes, fucking win!" So I'm I'm going to see Nickelback in June. Very excited. Stoke Temple Pilots is opening up, which is weird, but I enjoyed the first two seasons of (laughs) Glee. Yeah, that is not expected. Right, dude. It was a good show. Uh, <laughs> it was. Probably Tillian Pearson. That's your guilty pleasure? Yeah. Okay. I'm like the only person on earth that I do enjoy me. some musical theater as well. What's that? Just some musical theater, like Les Miserables, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. oh I can get on that. Yeah. I don't feel like... That's I, not a guilty pleasure to that's me, just, though. Well, you don't hear a lot anymore. Most people are all... Yeah, but a guilty you know, pleasure, you're kind of like, no, you don't tell now, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I get in my car for work, I turn on marching band music. Hey, I've been listening to uh, no. the uh, Rise of Skywalker soundtrack. So. Hey, <laughs> all right, okay. All right. But, that was dope. But it's John Williams, and 
So, tell everybody how to get a hold of you guys. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a YouTube page, which we will be adding more content very soon. So, uh, just keep an, eye, keep an eye out. We'll have new stuff coming very soon. Um, we, For booking, you can get a hold of us. Our email is flipthetwitchmusic1 at gmail.com. But... Um, Check out, check us out on social, on our socials. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, all your favorite, all of your favorite streaming, uh, streaming devices. Uh, did I miss any? Uh, what is it? the handle? Flip the switch music or flip the switch. I mean. For Instagram, it's flip the switch band. Twitter is flip the switch ky. Or did I? I think it, I think that's what it is. Or maybe it's. That's pretty bad that I don't know. Oh, he probably moderates all of them. Too. Burn. <laughs> maybe I, maybe like, I should maybe I should learn that before before going on. No, you're good. Going on well, there, I'll put a link out in there. So in the that would be help. That would be helpful. Yeah. We need to use it more then. Yeah, maybe. Uh, cool. Do you have any shoutouts you want to give to anybody before uh, before leaving tonight? I got you. <laughs> oh God. Oh boy. Oh, no. <laughs> this interview was not sponsored by Arizona Iced Tea, but it fucking should be. <laughs> Thank you. I will definitely send them to you. I will tag them in it, too. Fun fact, that, that almost killed him. And I still drink it. And I still drink it. He drank so much that it dehydrated him to a point where he had to go to the hospital. While we were on tour. Tea dehydrates him? Oh, right after tour. No, nah, boy, I was pounding Arizona off. the whole tour. Right, but you didn't go to the hospital until after we got home. The ginseng in it, probably. Maybe. So I make I make sure to tell him every day to drink some water, you stupid oh bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut up, baby Yoda. Hey, I'm baby Yoda. Oh yeah. So yeah, I guess Arizona iced tea. Shout out Arizona. Shout out a rumor of war. Uh, until the dead walk. Uh, isolator. Isolator, obviously. Fucking Willis. August 1st, we love you, Jesus. Having us on our next show, March 12th. Avanti. Hey, there we go. Last Avanti, world. yeah, they're coming out with new shit here. I think they're coming out with a music video and a new single this month. Yeah. So that's dope. Mad hype. Shout out Glass House. What else? The whole Louisville music scene, Cincinnati music scene, Indiana music scene. They've all inspired us in some way, shape, or form. So we wouldn't be where we are today without without our scene and our surrounding tri-state scene. So thank you to everybody that's part of that. Everybody in Louisville claps cheeks. <laughs> <laughs>
visit the 21st Amendment Tavern. Located in a Germantown neighborhood at the corner of Burnett and Shelby, 21st Amendment Tavern has great drinks and amazing food from head chef Andrea Estes. Also at the tavern, the Metal Forge Live is featured with doors at 9 and shows at 10 and just 5 bucks. Head on out to 21st Amendment Tavern. Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. <laughs> 